What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Extra Point Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. As always, your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones. And guys, Sunday had to be the most boring Super Bowl ever. That game was literally there was no excitement in that game. There was maybe three plays that I can think of off the top of my head that actually made me excited. And then other than that, besides the Patriots winning, obviously, there was no excitement in that game. It, it might have been the, the least entertaining football game I've ever watched. And I watched every Thursday night game this year, so that says something. So bad. Oh, man. It was a punt contest. Yeah, I was waiting for which one of the punters or kickers was going to get the MVP. I, I, <laughs> I, I, give it, I give it to the Pats punter. He had like three inside the five. Eckert did too, though. He was good, and he had that 65-yard bomb out of the end zone that caught that nice roll. Super Bowl yeah. record. Yeah, that was insane. There were, there were a lot of lucky bounces in that yeah. game for the, the punters. That was a big uh, McAfee oh, for man. the brand punt. There yeah, were, it was. <laughs> I believe there were five sacks, two, two made field goals or three made field goals, three made field goals, two missed three. field goals, one touchdown, Two interceptions. That was the game. Yeah, it was not not a great game. There was almost the Patriots almost got the fumble. Gilmore hit it out of Anderson's hands on the left sideline, and Hightower was like a foot away from keeping it in bounds. He got yeah. there just a second late. That and that could have been something. That was early enough where I think if that would have happened, if that stays in bounds, Patriots recumble recover a fumble on like the twenty five right there. I, I yeah. think okay, that's probably a touchdown. They're probably the momentum swings right there. That's probably a touchdown. And then who knows what happens after that. But of course, it goes out of bounds. Rams retain possession, get to the 50 yard line, drive dies, just like the rest of them did. They punt to the Patriots inside the 10 yard line. Patriots drive 50 yards, drive dies. They punt to the five yard line. It was literally like they were just doing, they were getting the 50 and then dying every single time. It was, it was, it was like a nightmare. I just kept. Like hoping that I was gonna wake up from a nightmare. <laughs> it was just so like there's nothing you could. The first quarter, the first half of the first quarter was a little exciting because it was like Brady interception and like right. Oh, and right. like it, there's a little action, and then after that, it's three three in the fourth quarter. I mean, at the end of the first half, I believe the Rams only had four and a half minutes of possession. It was like they I think they had they had like four three and outs, four or five three and outs. They were 0 for six on third downs. Like they could not do anything in the first half. And they really couldn't do anything in the second half either. They only got that one field goal. Yeah, I, I it was just so understand. I think they're three or four third and twos they they threw it on. I don't yeah, with Gurley and Anderson in your backfield. Like Anderson had been running through everybody, and Gurley, you know, is a guy that even though he was hurt, he can still make a move and get you two yards most of the time. Yeah, I mean, if if you're not going to run it on third and two, when are you going to run it? Third and one? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, end of that cutout, Sully. What'd you say? I said I don't know. 
It cut out again. Your mic's <laughs> killing us right now. What the fuck? There he is. Now you're yeah, okay, you're clear now. But, no, I mean, it was so weird to see bad play calling from the Rams, too, when McVay had done such a good job all year up until this point. And then he just he just lays an egg in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think they really miss Cooper Cup. But, I mean, they haven't had Cooper Cup since week six. Yeah, but their offense hasn't been as good. Since, since since he's gone down, their offense their offense wasn't that good against the Saints. Their offense wasn't that good against. I mean, twenty eight points in the playoffs they were averaging. Yeah, but they were like 30, 30. It's just the drop off. I think Cooper Cup was their best receiver. Honestly, I think he was better than. Yeah, he was better than Cooks. I think he was better than Cooks, and I think he was better than Woods because he was he's more he's he's faster than Woods. He's a better route runner than Cooks, and he's quicker than both of them. Yeah, oh. yeah, and I mean, yeah, you got to give. Go ahead, Dave. No, I was just saying. I think I think we really understated the uh, the effect that Cup has on that team. Um, he was kind of their like third. He, he's the one that made the, their off that offense really like unguardable, and not even just saying he was that dominant, but he was just that other legit option that could like break it out and be the star of the game at any any given week. Um, and they just you know when you lose one of those guys, it's that much easier to defend you. It takes away any option to really double team when you're out there, because you know if you've got Gurley lining up, you've got uh, Cup Woods and uh, Cooks all on the field. Who are you going? You can't double anybody because then someone's going to be open. Yeah, it's like you really, you really have, to, and you have to respect the the play action with the Rams too. You have no choice there. So it's like when when Cups on the field, it really was. Now that, now that you say that, it really was a different offense. It wasn't. It, it, it's because no, not one of the receivers is like an amazing receiver by themselves. Exactly. None, none of them's really a top ten guy. Cook, Cup was having a top ten season when he got hurt, but no one's really a top ten guy. Woods is. I love Woods. He's one of my favorite receivers. He got five catches, seven yards, exactly like I I thought he would. Cooks ended up with a good stat line, but he had some key drops like that touchdown, and he had some nice catches, but. He's just that it's like those three, they have the best receiving core, I think, in the NFL. But just when you look at the two without Cup, I mean, it's just yeah. a little above average. I don't know. And I mean, hey, we're not going to we're not going to say that he just dropped that touchdown. Jason McCourty came in out of fucking nowhere and broke that up. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? He was wide open in the end zone. Oh, no, I'm McCourty- talking about a second one. I'm talking about the second one, the one before the before the pick. He was in his bread basket. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. I thought you were talking about the one where he's wide open in the middle of the end zone and McCordy oh. literally ran 40 yards. Goff was late on that throw and he that Gilmore interception. Like, what a fucking terrible a throw, throw that was. And, and, and the play before that, the, that was an awful throw. Before that, that was one of the best to Cooks when he was double teamed. It was right in the bread basket and he dropped it. That's and right. He, I forgot about that. Yeah. And then the next play was the interception. Yeah. Yeah. Very okay. next play. Yeah, so. you got to give it up to Gilmore. I mean, Gilmore, for the most part, was probably the best player on the Patriots. <laughs> best player on the field, honestly, that entire game. Him or Edelman. Yeah, that's true. Edelman, I don't know how he was doing it. He was wide open every single time. <laughs> Literally, any time the ball was thrown to him, there was no one within five yards. Yeah, because yeah. they weren't pressing. Yeah. It was weird. It was definitely a weird look. And, I mean, other than that, though, I think Wade Phillips did a real good job setting up the defense for the game. Same thing with Flores. Did great. Same thing with Flores. They both, Flores. I think they, they both, 
they were both expecting, you know, okay, odds are this is going to be – this could be a shootout, so let's just work defense. Like, our offenses are good. Like, let's just focus on the defense. I feel like they both just prepped that way, and then we ended up getting what we got, which, I mean, you know, you know in a situation, a touchdown won that game. Yeah. yeah. One touchdown. One yeah. touchdown. That's all it took. You knew. They didn't even get close, though. <laughs> like the, the the Rams never had a red zone possession. I know it's the insane. entire game. At like, how do you get to the Super Bowl and beat the teams you beat to get to the Super Bowl, and be and beat the teams you beat in the regular season and be that offense and not get one red zone possession? They, you know, the Rams are the first team to ever play in a Super Bowl without leading the Super Bowl or the conference championship for a single second. <laughs> that's crazy. That's that's wild. Because they wild. the NFC there was a was a walk off field goal. Right. Yeah. Hey, I'll I'll tell you though. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little um little little, little brag here. Um. I said that there was no way the Rams would win because the football gods would not allow it. And, I mean, not only did the football gods not allow it, they didn't even allow them to score a touchdown. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, 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 we talked about it before, but the, the Saints would have been just so much. So was, much better. Yeah. I mean, oh, uh, Sean, much Sean Payton wouldn't have got out coached like that. He might not no. have been. He might not have won. He might not have put up. You know, an, uh, a top tier Sean Payton offensive performance, but it sure as shit would have been a ball game. Yeah, absolutely. I think it would have been a much different game, and I think it would have been different for for the Patriots as well. You know, you have to prepare. It's a completely different team that you're preparing for. There, it's going to be a completely different game plan than what they had for the Rams. Yeah, I mean, probably, Do you think they still would have beat the Saints? Uh I mean, that's that's tough to say. I don't know. I mean. I think obviously they ended up winning that game by ten. You know, a field goal four minutes to go think, does that. To but. me, like think about all the emotion that gets carried into like if the Saints win. They just came off a huge win at home. They're getting redemption for how they lost the year before. This could be Drew Brees' right. last oh, opportunity yeah. to yeah. win. Like it's it's being played in Atlanta, which I is. I think the Saints would have been favored for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. the Saints would. Yeah, the Saints. For it sure probably would have opened up at Saints two and a half. And it probably would have yeah, been Atlanta. Moved That's to a home like game. Yeah, it's, a, it's literally a home game for them. Yeah, I think that would have. It probably would have moved to at least three and a half. There would have been. I think a lot of money would have been on them in that case. Although Especially, it was basically a home game for the Patriots too, because Los Angeles sports fans are fucking no pathetic. Fans, yeah, it was literally all Patriots at the the uh, Super Bowl. Literally all all Patriots fans. Saw people saying they only saw like a handful of Rams jerseys all week. Meanwhile, half the city of Boston <laughs> took vacation for the week. Yeah, they've been drunk <laughs> for six days. Yeah, <laughs> and then they all took today off too to go to the parade. Yeah, hey, everyone in Boston was at that fucking parade. Yeah, no, it, it was. I think they said it was the biggest one of any of the championship parades. That's crazy. Uh, it's because they probably know it's, it could be the last one. Last one, right. Yeah. Right. Right. For, yeah, forever no, I mean, in our lifetime. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, hope that I hope that doesn't happen. But um, we did really well, guys, giving out prop bets in our prop bet article. 
The three of us went seven and two combined. The only ones we lost were the um, James White reception total that I had. I had it was over six and a half. He had two, and then he had two that were taken away due to penalty that he caught. So he only, you know, I was upset about that one. That was. That, that was that, like everyone's favorite prop bet too. That literally, that was yeah, it was just not. We should great. have seen that when it was at six and a half. Like, why is it at six and a half? It should have been nine and a half. Like, <laughs> yeah, literally, I saw that. It and was, I was a like, fucking trap prop bet. Oh, so bad. They got so many people too. So many people. What was too. the other one we missed? Um, I went three and zero. Yeah, it was one of yours, Dave. I can't remember. Me and you well, both so, went two and one. So. My, I'm questioning if it was the the Romo tie, because the Romo tie yeah, what, was. What did you say? It was black. What did you say? Oh, it was black. I thought it was navy and brown, or oh, beige or whatever whatever that was. So I I regardless I well so thinking it was navy. I just think that it was one of those things where the sports book just graded it as brown because it was a fifty fifty split. You know. Right. So right yeah. So hey. You know, other the only ones we got wrong were that and the tie color. Also, it was an is, ugly fucking tie. Like, you, yeah, your first appearance, you go a fucking brown. Yeah. Hey, like, what are you props doing? to them. Props to him and Jim Nance because they did the best that they possibly could to make that game interesting, and they did. I think they did a good job with it. I thought I was really yeah. happy with how they covered the game. Um, one of my classes actually, we had to do a whole uh, assignment on the commentary leading up to and during the game and. We had a real nice discussion about uh, Romo and Nance yesterday in class. But, yeah, 7-2. and two. So if you use those props like you should have because we won $1,100 for $100 better last year, you should have known to trust us with these. 7-2. and two. I made a fuck ton of money on the Super Bowl. I don't know about you guys, but I finished the football season very strong. Yeah. I lost all the boxes. I won a box. Hit that. Hit that first quarter, baby. You won My a box. Mom How much had was it? Only one hundred and fifty. One hundred and fifty buy-in. Oh no! It was a ten-dollar buy-in. <laughs> oh. My box is. My box is all hundred. A hundred bucks. Well, I split them. I split them two, three, and four ways, but. Because if I if I won. Yeah, you get the, t- fucking fifty grand. <laughs> it was five k for the, for the final quarter. So. Yeah, my mom won. I think four hundred dollars on squares. She had three and I, I zero. I still don't. I don't. I don't That's regret great. it though because the, the the risk is for the reward. The reward is so great. Yeah, one of these years yeah. you're gonna hit it. Man. I mean, I was I was one point off from five k technically split with a couple of my boys because we had we had three four and it was three three to finish. That's pretty good. Yeah, so that doesn't that, count for anything. But yeah. ain't horseshoes or hand grenades. Mm. Nope. Um, more interesting probably than the Super Bowl over the weekend were the awards. Not only did Patrick Mahomes win the AP um, MVP, he also won the AP Offensive Player of the Year. What did you guys think about that? I, I was surprised that he won both of them. I wasn't. I mean, yeah, I guess 50 touchdowns and a shit ton of yards and what he had. 5,000 yards. And what, he had 14, 15 interceptions? No, last 11. I mean, I feel like you just gotta. I feel like they just go hand in hand, unless like, I don't know, unless like that some someone had an, an absolutely incredible season. Their team was like completely trapped, you know, like some right. quarterback threw forty five touchdowns with a, a six and ten record, you know. Right. Was it last year? It was 
Gurley got Offensive Player of the Year, right? But didn't get MVP. Yeah. yeah, Brady got the MVP and Gurley got the – okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, so, I mean, obviously well-deserved. Patrick Mahomes had an unreal season. Did what only three quarter – or two quarterbacks before I've ever done. Throw him 50 touchdowns, and it's Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. So, I mean, you're in good company there. You're, your first year as a starter, and you're, you're going up and setting records that day. I was more impressed well, with his basketball skills. Oh, my God. Did you see that? He yeah, fucking, he's nasty. He's a nasty. Isn't he a baseball player, too? Yeah, he yeah. is. He's one of those fucking – he's just one of those guys. He could have played professional baseball. Yeah. His dad absolutely. played for the Mets. Absolutely. He and what's crazy is he could have he he could have like a totally down year next year and like or a totally great year and everyone will be like eh yeah well, he's taking a dip in year two like he yeah, could yeah, he could have like touchdown. he could have like thirty nine touchdowns and you know eight picks and you know that's like an MVP caliber season still and people will be like eh, you know sophomore slump really got to him. <laughs> I hope it doesn't happen. I like the Chiefs, even though they're an AFC team. I do like the Chiefs. You got but, now. Um, we got. We got. Are we open the year next year with that right now, right? Patriots Chiefs. Yeah, it will be Patriots Chiefs. I thought conference. it was the. Yeah. I, it was the winner of the Super Bowl plays Super Bowl your Christmas. conference champion. Yep. I love that they're doing that every year now. Me yeah. too. I like that because the that last happened two time, years ago. Yeah, kick it, kick it off, baby. Let me let me let me get the two, two juggernauts. Was it when they started this last year? Well, yeah, I know, but two or three years ago, you guys played the Chiefs in the first game in the year. I think it was three years that ago. That was that was the year um, that... Yeah, last year was the first year they did this this format. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying yeah, two, we, we two years ago, you guys played the Chiefs in the opening and game. Yeah. And we lost. It was the Atlanta year. We lost. Yeah. We played them, and then we went on. That was like a big thing. Oh, look at them. They're not good. They lost to the Chiefs and Foxborough. And then, you know, fuck it, went off and won another Super Bowl. That was Kareem Hunt's uh, coming out day. That was. That was, yeah. Oh, my God. He tore them His up. His first that game ever. Insane. He tore them up. A um, couple other awards, you know, that I thought were good. Obviously, you know, they give Drew Brees something. He's got the one sportsmanship award. Good for him. He should <laughs> win something. Good for him. You know, didn't win anything else, but it's okay. Had a great season nonetheless. <laughs> it's okay. Um, we all saw this one coming, but the AP Comeback Player of the Year, Andrew Luck, I don't think there was a doubt in anyone's mind that he was getting that win nine games in a row. I mean, come on. Give me a break. You come back after sitting out. Well, he missed an entire year, right? More, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. So, I mean, to come back and have the season he did, get to the playoffs, pretty much have. I like him for MVP next year. Yeah, yeah. He, had, he had probably the best nine-game stretch, aside from Mahomes, of any other quarterback in the league and that line is young and it's set oh yeah, yeah and they I mean, got it, and they got 115 million dollars in cap space they're gonna be and imagine if they get levy on bell yeah oh, i mean no, that line too Jesus like low-key i'm about to throw like 10 or 20 on them to win the super bowl next year Why like not? i bet the odds are great right now they're probably like plus 1, i'm actually gonna fucking look it up look it probably up like 1500 with our trusted friends at my bookie. Um, defensive play of the year, no surprise there, Aaron Donald. I think we called that before the season started. Ah, fucking Eli Apple got robbed. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. I guess um, they didn't. I guess they didn't take into Jamal Adams' uh, tackle of the 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 Patriot mascot. 
Yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> shit. I, I won I won an extra $40 after the Super Bowl. I guess they must have, like, waited to grade something. I just opened my account, and there's, like, an extra 40 bucks in there. There you go. Was it the tie? Was it the uh, tie? Go I'm, check. I'm about to look it up after I get these uh, these oh. odds for... But Dave, your boy, yeah. uh, your boy Saquon, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Gotta love seeing that. Colts are 12 to that. 1. 12 to 1 to win Super Bowl 54. Really? 12 to, that's, that's lower than I thought it would be. Yeah, I was I thinking like, been like 18. I was thinking, yeah, 18 was my number. Yeah, I it's figured like 15. that. Well, I they're probably saying, think assuming they're going to get someone really big. Yeah, but I mean like Le'Veon's the type of name that like they go from 12 to 1 to 8 to 1 or 9 to 1. You know, yeah, yeah. So like, I think you know, even though that's not what we thought, like twelve to one is still pretty good. Yeah. Like if you're just throwing ten bucks on it for shits and giggles, like why not? I mean, if if they get if they get Le'Veon Bell and a defensive stud like D Ford on the Chiefs, he's a free agent. I mean, they could go like fourteen and two. Yeah. I I don't think that's out of the world to say. Packers eighteen hundred. Texans plus four thousand. That's. That's really? not the worst bet either. I think the Texans are pretenders. I've written them off. I mean, I'm not their biggest fan either, but to see them at plus four thousand behind teams they, like they need the they fucking... need to get they need to get another elite playmaker offensively, like Le'Veon Bell, someone at the running back position. Cause yeah, Lamar Miller had like the most boring, effective year I've ever watched. He, he, every year, it's the same thing. It's like three point eight, four yards a carry, six or seven touchdowns. But it's just like nine hundred to, to eleven hundred yards that year with the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean he was serviceable last year, uh, at least from a fantasy perspective. But like, yeah, he, he was this year. I got you could you could say, but it's just it's just no explosion. They need the explosiveness. Speaking of Miami, they won the uh, moment of the year with the um, with the Miami Miracle. Yeah. Or no, sorry, not moment of the year. That was the one I had a beef with. Moment of the year was the Packers comeback against the Bears in week one. How are you going to make the moment of the year week one? How about the moment of the year was when Todd Gurley took a fucking knee at the two-yard line. Yeah, that was the moment of the year. That was the goddamn moment of the year. Who's laughing now, Todd? Yeah, yeah, who's laughing now, Todd? (laughs) I wish bad things upon you, and guess what? I got to inflict them. Oh, Oh, that, That may have been the karma for Todd. That piece of shit probably was. He lost yeah. he lost his power to the monsters. He did. Yeah, he just lost it. It sounds like he just lost it because yeah. apparently there's no injury. Yeah, we yeah assuming there's there's what's, injury. Well, what's going on there? Like, <laughs> it, it's, it's, the, it's the it's the Jeff Fisher curse. It worked out for a couple years, and then now the ghost of Jeff Fisher's past has come back to raise hell, and the Rams will never win a game again. Goff's not good anymore. Gurley's not good anymore. C.J. Anderson started fumbling the ball. The only thing they got going for is Do- is Dominican Sue and Aaron Donald. And guess what? They're about to lose theirs as well. Unreal. Sue didn't have a good, a good really, a good game really. No, Donald did though. Donald, he's just the best fucking defensive player. Like, yeah, Donald. Donald did more watching the game than in the box score. He yeah. Oh, he was so he was getting he was getting to Brady every single time. Um. Yeah. But you know that's that's pretty much uh, 
it for football for a while till the draft. So we got till uh, till April. We're gonna we're gonna shelf football for a while, which is probably the saddest thing ever. It hurts more and more every year. It's not the worst but, time though. People start. We got NBA trade deadline. People start yeah. caring about the NBA. Yeah, it does. Then get, you get March good. Madness, and then yeah, the Masters, fine. and then baseball, and then we're good. And then the draft starts, and we can have it. We even got NFL free agency. That's, yeah. a, that's a fun week and a half. That is a yeah. fun week and a half. It'll be fun. Yeah, to na- now now we get invested in um in in basketball, which I very much like doing. Yeah, this is gonna be a fun couple. And college, right. people start now. All yeah. the, the college experts come out of the woodwork. Yeah. Yep. Although your boy's um, been watching since October. Well, yeah, that's going to be it for NFL for a little while. We got though. the we got the Raptors and Sixers coming up. That's a good game. Nice. I got I got Tony Soprano doing something on my TV right now. Oh, that's always good. Yeah, I don't know. The sounds off, so I can't tell. It looks like he just called someone a cocksucker. But you know. <laughs> yeah, I see <laughs> Shaq laughing, laughing. Oh, uh, but guys, it's time to defend the wall. Time to defend the wall. I can only come up with two, cause I don't know. Like not a lot of shit happened, and it's all repetitious. If you you know, put too many. So each get one this week. Who wants to go first? Give me the first one. All right, Dave. The Rams will never recover from this Super Bowl loss. Everything that could have been is gone. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. Um. I mean, we've seen this so many times in sports, um, especially in the NFL, uh, the, the Super Bowl hangover. Um, it's uh, before, before the Patriots, um, the last team to lose a Super Bowl and come back and return to it the following year was the Buffalo Bills. They did it three times and did not get a Super Bowl out of it um, in any of their four appearances. Um, but uh, you just, you know, it's really hard to win in this league, and you see the teams that change. They go from first to worst and worst to first on a yearly basis. Um, and with so much turnover in the NFL, so many other teams that have young stud quarterbacks coming up um, and a lot of money to spend, and the Rams are not one of them. They are a team that's going to have some trouble uh, from in the sense of the cap this summer or this offseason. Um, and it's just going to be – it could be diff- really difficult for them to improve their team. Everyone's going to be a year older. Um, a lot of their defense is, is kind of on the older side. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with Tlaib. We don't know what's going to happen with uh, Nadama and Sue. Um, you know, you gave Aaron, Aaron Donald that big money. Uh, Brandon Cook's getting, what, $27 million next year. Um, you're going to have to pay Goff eventually. Gurley's getting his. So there's just a lot upcoming with the Rams that that could really derail them for the future and they're going to have to, you know, kind of reset and hit start hitting on some draft picks and getting some young ta- cheap talent in there because you know, Bills coming up due on a lot of a lot of their main pieces and if they can't keep it intact, it's going to be hard to make a run like that again without replicating what they've done so far. Yeah, I mean just between Donald, Gurley and Cooks, they owe a fucking ton of money to those three guys. Yeah. Those three guys together are almost a hundred million. Exactly, it's crazy. <laughs> Fucking nuts. I mean, Goff will command at least twenty-five. Yeah. 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 Although after this game, maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe they want to give him an extension right now. Um. That'd be smart. That would be smart. Just yeah, get you. extension with you. Long term. Yeah. Five years, hundred million sound. 
<laughs> five years, sixty-five million. That hey, you know that could be what happens. Not really. He's probably gonna get. He's gonna get over. Just he just he's like probably in a depression, and he's just like, yeah, I'll take it. What about Blake Bortles? What's gonna happen with Blake Bortles? I mean, I'm sure he'll sign on as a serviceable back, serviceable backup somewhere. Yeah, I think he'll be a starter. I think he could be a starter with the Redskins. Him or Flacco. Yeah, Alex Smith is missing the entire season. Him or Flacco will go there. Yeah, that's that's just about the only possible landing spot I can think of. Yeah, I think now that you mentioned Flacco, though, the Broncos could need a quarterback as well. They are all set on Drew Locke. I've heard all that talk. Drew Locke out of Missouri. Like they they're like obsessed with him apparently. Oh, they're gonna take him. Yeah. All right. They're just they just every constantly with quarterbacks. Every mock draft now has the Haskins taken or going to the Giants, and the next pick is the Broncos got taking him. Wow. Haskins. There's Haskins. No one else need, oh, and the, and the Dolphins need a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, because they're gonna release Tannehill officially. There's like week like. 13 or 14 of the season like the Giants were the only team that clearly needed a quarterback like I looked down the all the whole roster of the league and legitimately no one else needed a quarterback besides the Giants now like six teams need quarterbacks <laughs> of course I mean makes sense so yeah I, I guess the, the yeah the Redskins definitely weren't sure and then that was pretty disappointing news that Smith is going to be out the entire season now probably more do you think he'll ever play a game again? I, mean, I think he will, but I think it'll be pretty, pretty clear pretty quickly that he's not. He, like he'll come back for one more year at most. Yeah, but I mean, good thing he got a bunch of guaranteed money in his contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah he got paid. He got paid. But Sully, it's your turn. Sully, Anthony Davis is going to finish the season in New Orleans. Ah, uh, that's an easy one. Oh, this is easy. I mean, this is this is pretty easy. Well, let's hear it. The Pelicans are asking for more than the three. They're asking for Lonzo, Zubac, Hart, uh, Ingram. Uh, they're Rondo, Beasley, and three or four first-round picks. Um, I just don't see the trade getting done. Lakers are kind of pulling out now that now the Pelicans might counter. They want to wait for the Celtics in the offseason with they want to get a patch, package with Tatum and Brown and some, you know, first round picks that the Celtics have. They want to use that as leverage to either deal with the Lakers again or get that deal. I don't think it's smart. I think Kyrie could leave and I don't think they Celtics should do that either, but nonetheless, it seems like they're willing to wait to that point because they have Anthony Davis, obviously, for another year. Um, so they're not losing him this offseason, which some people didn't know on TV, such as um, Baron Davis. Um, but, yeah, I don't I, I don't think they really think their hand is forced right now, although I think they should do that deal. I, I think he won't play another game for the Pelicans the whole year either. I think he'll they're going to tank and Sit him out the whole year and protect his value. I think the teams like the Knicks and Phoenix could be in the mix if they get the number one pick. Yeah, because they both have extra first round picks now to trade. Like they could trade the Knicks could trade those two Maverick picks and the first round pick, and 
all of a sudden that's more valuable than any but, any draft picks the know. Lakers or Celtics have. You think Phoenix would really do that, though? Uh, I don't up, think they, either of them would really do it. I'm just saying... They'd have to give up young talent plus... I'm saying those teams then have the ability. They have, then have the stuff yeah. in their arsenal to make a deal. Yeah. Whereas right. now they don't. Their, their, their value of Anthony Davis is so high. You're talking so high. five, four, five picks and... Well, I think, that, I think it's a different price for everyone but the Lakers. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, they've, that's been reported widely and... I mean, you're looking at it, they want eight picks, four seconds, four firsts, and every player they have. Like, they know they have the Lakers on a hook. Like, they got the power of the pussy in, in New Orleans right now, and they're just waving it in front of the Lakers. Magic Johnson and Rob Blinker are on the clock, in my mind. Like, what, they haven't done anything of note. LeBron was coming there if I was the fucking GM. Like, well, the only he said he would resign if they didn't get any notable people, so... Well, yeah, he's gonna fucking sign Chris Middleton. Like, if he no, swings saying, and misses, saying, and it's before, gonna be before last off season. He said that when he took the job. And he yeah, got... he probably knew that LeBron was coming. I mean, yeah, he's off the hot. I don't think he's on the hot seat. Though. I'm not saying he's on the hot seat. Like, literally, I'm just saying to me, like, I'm not sitting here like saying Magic Johnson's done a great job so far. No, he he hasn't. I mean, he he has. You know, he, there's just no Julius, evidence. There's no evidence. They lost Julius Randle for nothing, for nothing, and they 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 have Caldwell Pope and Rondo instead of him. So, I guess drafting Kuzma is is his one. Drafting Kuzma was a very nice find. Lonzo Ball is not a bust, but I mean he's shooting forty seven percent and he's a point guard, so that's a liability. Yeah, he's, he's strong de- defensively though. He's, yeah, he's strong defensively. He's, he's still too early to say. He's, what, 20, 21? So I think he's 21 now, but very yeah, young 21. No. So it's, it's, yeah, a very mediocre job, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, like, you got you to gotta get, I mean, minimum. Like the, the, so the thing with that people aren't talking about, they they got to get stars, is what I was going to say. But um, yeah. the thing that's not being talked about in this Anthony Davis deal is the Lakers would be taking on Solomon Hill for the next two years. Yeah. He makes $12 million. That completely takes them out of the running of any other significant piece. I'm not even – I'm talking not even like a like an above-average role player in, in today's NBA. The mid-level exception is $8 million. If they have to take on 20 – that's $20 million plus Solomon Hill. So you can get – a mid-level exception, best-case scenario, to add to that team, and the rest has got to be veterans minimums. That's just with LeBron and AD. Yeah, that's why. I, I, that's why they pulled the they pulled that offer off. I, like they were giving way too much. All those players and taking Solomon Hill. Solomon Hill's awful too. He can just defend. That's well, it. I don't think they pulled that offer. I think that the, the Pelicans said no, and the Lakers were just like, "All right, well, like we just sent you a bunch of offers, like." say something back or we're like you know, we're not going to keep negotiating with ourselves that they i read that they kind of pulled the plug and then the last i heard is that now the pelicans are countering okay okay that's the last i saw but i mean i think yeah i heard the lakers are like this price is too high and the lakers and are like we're done they're obviously not done and then it'll probably come down to the wire and nothing will happen most likely yeah, I just don't think there's any that that Lakers deal is going to be there, no matter what. 
you know? Yeah, I think so too. I think they'll I mean if if they come back and they're like, "Hey, we'll go through with that." I feel like Magic Johnson's going to be like, "Okay, let me do this. We're not winning this season. Let me get him here, sign him to an extension or sign him right when free agency starts and I'll figure out the rest." Cuz I mean, let's not pretend like AD and LeBron with some role players isn't enough to do damage, especially with the Warriors probably mm-hmm. losing Durant. And Durant possibly and possibly Clay. And possibly Clay. And either it's either they probably we can pretty much assume I think they're gonna lose two of the five, whether it's Durant and Clay, Durant and or Boogie. Sons, they're not then they're not giving nearly enough money to Clay, and that's Clay could be out. I think Clay is just. I don't think there's any chance he leaves. I think they're going to give him the max after, especially after losing. What if they if, give Durant the? What, what if they give Durant the super max? They don't. I don't. He, think he, they can't. They can't. Things. Durant. He have to be. Durant could have got the super max from OKC if he had stayed. Well, no. Well, that well long. he can get now the max. He, then how? How much can they give Clay if they give him the max? Clay's uh, him the max, and they have Curry at getting the super max. They can afford to re-sign those guys, not Demarcus, because he they don't own his bird rights, so they can't go over the cap to re-sign him. They could sign him to a five million, you know, another five million dollar deal, but I, I'm sure Demarcus would not approve of that. Yeah, yeah. you so, know, he's gonna go to like he's gonna go somewhere that's gonna give him the most money. But they can they can give Clay a max, Durant a max, and Curry the super max, as he already has. Maybe with, Cousins with Draymond goes, making twenty million. Maybe Cousins goes down to Big Easy in New Orleans. No, no way. Replaces Anthony Davis. No way. He, I mean, I don't know where. Where's the Demar? Brooklyn, maybe Clippers. Dude, Brooklyn would be a great fit for him. Get him on the that Nets, team. The Nets would be a great fit. Dude, the Nets are a team. They would have that. a little inside-out game with him and uh, Jared Allen, and then they would have Lavert, Joe Harris, Woody, Joe Harris. Um, D'Angelo. D'Angelo Russell is still in like 22 or so. And he and he's coming into his own there. He's, he's a been fucking all-star off. this year. Yeah, he's yeah. got a nice-looking shot. He's yeah, dude, nice he, put up, he put up 38 points in a quarter. No, 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 sorry. 33 points in a quarter against the Celtics. Yeah, no, uh, he, he, can, yeah. he can stroke it, man. He's, he's a gun guy. I mean, I don't know, but... <laughs> Yeah, but um, if you're LeBron right now, you're thinking. But here's the other counterpoint: is that if you're like LeBron, I mean, they the Lakers already have a solid. It's not a great team, but I mean, it. I mean, they have some pieces if they continue to develop. Ingram is showing signs. Kuzma, I love. I mean, Lonzo could develop. What if Kyrie comes? It, it, it's it's not a guarantee, but Kyrie, if he can convince Kyrie to come. I know Dave probably thinks he's going to the Knicks, and Tom probably thinks he's staying with the Celtics, but Kyrie could go to the Lakers. And if Kyrie's on the Lakers with the current roster, that's a very, very good team. If he does, if he did do that, that would be a better team than they had in Cleveland. Yeah, I think so too. But I, I think I don't. I can see him going to the Knicks. I, I really cannot see him going back to play with LeBron. I just can't. Yeah, I just I, I can't see it going. All I'm saying is this guy said the world was flat, so we we don't know what to expect with him. I know, but he's such like a, a pride guy, like doing what's right for me and my family. Like I feel like that's just like he knows today's landscape, and if he does that, his rep is shot. 
I, oh, absolutely. Every every former player who comment, I saw this ask like for, Jalen Rose, Chauncey Billups, Paul Pierce, they Shaq, they were all just like, no, like you're never gonna do that. You're not gonna go crawling back to LeBron after you made that big stink about leaving. That would have been Shaq going well, back to play with Kobe. Well, yeah, I'm saying. All I'm that. saying is there's a reason he came out publicly and said that stuff about about apologizing to LeBron. It could have been just to take a jab at his teammates and kind of say that I'm not really invested in Boston full time. Work. He'd said it for a reason because that. So was why can't of- why can't we apply your crazy flat earth theory to that maybe he's just a fucking guy who just says shit out loud he doesn't have a motive behind everything like lebron like maybe he just fucking says shit like maybe he's just off the cusp that's what i'm feeling right now like uh, that 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 would go to my point too saying that he 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 could go to la i'm not saying i'd say it's third likely i'd say it's third likely behind and lost i think it's it's an option yeah sure i'd say it's, I- i'd say it's third I think him staying in Boston is contingent upon them getting to the finals. I think if they don't get to the finals or if they have – or, like, if they're a game from the final, you know what I mean? But, like, I don't I don't know. I really think we need to get there in order for him to sign. Confident, right? What would you say? Sorry, Sully. You're not feeling as confident that he's going to stay? No. And I, to be honest with you, I'm not his biggest fan right now. I'm not I would really. be. You would be? I wouldn't be if I were Oh, yeah. No, I'm not. I think he's causing a lot of shit in a situation where we don't need that. I I mean, he caused shit in Cleveland, too. I mean, you can blame could be placed on LeBron and some could be placed on him. But he definitely – LeBron is not devoid of um, blame. Obviously, he causes things. But Kyrie, you know, he wanted his own team. And now he's saying, you were right, LeBron, and that – you know, I was a dumb kid, and LeBron's like, well, it's too fucking late now. So to me, <laughs> so yeah, I, the, another thing that people aren't talking about in terms of him leaving, like, Kyrie, he always, he keeps talking about, I'm going to make the best choice for my family. I want to do, I don't owe anyone anything. I don't, this is all talk coming from someone who's never in their life gotten to choose where they work, gotten to choose where they live. Right. He's been told where he's going to live his whole life. Even in high school, he had to transfer schools. He was like worried about moving because he went to transfer to play at, I think, St. Patrick's, one of the big prep schools. And he was, you know, nervous about it after his sophomore year. And But he was that's, he was told that's where you got to go to make your basketball career a basketball career. Um, and then, you know, I'm sure he choose, chose to go to Duke, but he was at Duke for eight months. And then played, he got, what, four games? <laughs> yeah, I think he played 11 games. Um, and then he got sent to fucking Cleveland for six years. Like, who the fuck wants to live in Cleveland? Yeah, it's crazy that he's already, this is his and eighth then, year. Even, and, and you couldn't have you couldn't have really asked for a better trade situation given what happened to him going to Boston. But let's not forget, that's that wasn't one of his choices. That was a, a a team that wasn't on his list. Well, so well, what he, was his list again? His list: New York. New York, I believe it was New York. The, the Clippers, Nick, the Knicks. I believe it was the Knicks, the Timberwolves, the Net, the Knicks, Nets, Timberwolves, and uh, yes, uh, not the Spurs, Spurs. Knicks, yep, Nets, you're, you're Timberwolves, right. Spurs. Oh right yeah, because he like yeah he wanted to play with Pop because from Team USA stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that's another thing. He two having both New York teams on there shows that he's attracted to the location. Yeah, you think I think possibly picks the Nets. 
No, because they... It, yeah, no, they don't need a point guard, yeah. Yeah, they, they have so many guards, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I, they, mean, I, yeah. I think that would be an ill-advised move on the Nets' part. Unless you have some great deal for a, a, a big great man. big man or great wing player in place for D'Angelo Russell already. But, yeah. You know, and that's with a commitment from Kyrie saying, hey, make this deal and I'm, I'm, I'm there, you know. And that's just so far-fetched and high odds to make that happen in, in that three or four days you know well they well they still could do that deal because they have dinwiddie and joe harris and lavert coming back who can play the two yeah so they they still have guards even even if they get rid of russell because dinwiddie can shoulder the load he's still very young and developing yeah, sure it's but, russell. but i mean like i could I, I think brooklyn's gonna go get tobias harris i think that's yeah gonna i be think their, so too their big sign I, th- I think they're gonna get tobias harris or like we said maybe cousins yeah and cousins is is a really good fit um, I wouldn't be surprised if Cantor ended up there. They need a lot of depth at the big man spot. Um, they could probably get Cantor for a pretty good number this offseason. Maybe 10 or yeah, 12 Cantor, million. Cantor off the bench, maybe. Yeah, Two-year, $24 million, $25 million deal. They got Ed Davis, who's yeah. rebounding really well, but Cantor's a better offensive player. Yeah. Um, and Dave, a great rebounder. What do you think about chances of Durant going to New York? I don't want to like jinx anything, and it's just, we've been down this road so many, so yeah. many times. Um, you know, we haven't had this much cap space in, since 2010, and in 2010 we didn't have nearly the talent waiting on the roster at the time, um, right. or the draft picks. We were pretty strapped for draft picks, so it was a big go big or go home in 2010, and we went home with Amari and his broken knees. Um, huh. So, but this. You know, you, you'll hear me say it, but this time really does seem different. Um, there's just so many, so many little things that to me equal big thing. With you know, climbing here, if they, I think the Warriors do need to win their third set. They do need to win the title this year, in I order th- for him to leave. Correct. I think yeah. if they win the title, it's an almost certainty he leaves. Um, and you know, you're talking about whether it's going to be the Knicks or not. Like, wh- where's he going if it's not the Knicks? He, See, if he's leaving. He's not. Uh, Washington's he's, out of it. Why, Washington's why out, and he's already said a million times he has no interest in ever playing in Washington because yeah. he doesn't want to play. Go back home. Um, I, I think a real like you know I, don't know I know you guys are probably gonna laugh. I think a sleeper is if Kyrie leaves, possibly the a sign and trade like you had mentioned before, Dave, with the Celtics for one of the young guys. And then it would be a situation where we'd have to sign Terry Rozier if they don't trade him right now. But, I mean, he strongly considered Boston before. That was – you know what That's I mean? True. Before he went to Golden State, he strongly he considered I thought he was going to Boston. I thought he was going to pick Boston. So did I. I was, fourth. I was really, really, really convinced that he was going to come here. And then, I mean, I, I don't think – I think they're a sleeper for sure. But I, I – not a high likelihood of it, but I see if Kyrie's gone – I could see there's a chance. The chances go way up, I think, if Kyrie's gone to get him in there. Because yeah. they'd have the money. They'd have the money to pay him. Sure. You have the guys to put around him. But know? here's the thing. If Kyrie leaves, that means he probably goes to the Knicks. And is he going to He's gonna not go to the Knicks? Yeah, that's what I that's think. Like, thing. So, I mean, if Kyrie goes, I can't see. I think Kyrie steal to New York. Wait, what? You, what? You got cut off there for a second. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. I think Kyrie and Durant are a bit of a package deal. 
Yeah, I do like, too. Yeah, yeah. Communicating yeah. as such now, I think if one goes there, then the other is much more likely to follow suit. Yeah, I um, agree. Um, and here's a question for you, Dave. If if the Knicks don't get Durant this offseason, but they still get two very big name players, is it a is it a is it a failure? Not if the not if those big name players are named Kyrie Irving and Kawhi Leonard. Okay, what if it's Kyrie Irving and Jimmy Butler? Or Kyrie Irving and Clay Thompson? I'm I'm surely happy. I'll always have a little bit of the what if and what happened with Durant just because of all of the things all the little things I'm talking about that's you know led me to believe it's such a high chance he's coming. Um, so there always will be a, a portion of that, but that's a, that's a pretty damn good haul, you know. And still with the ability, the assets to trade for a third star, um, it is. You wouldn't be a championship team, no, like but, you would if you had Durant. Uh, we no, we you know we're uh, you, we we had Durant and Kyrie. We're firmly in that conversation. Yeah. Um, if we had Durant, I mean uh, Kyrie and Clay or Kyrie and Jimmy, we're certainly a top three or four team in the east yeah um yeah you know we're probably a conference final ceiling team but you know who knows what those guys will be a little cheaper so who knows that's an extra role player you can bring in that's a that's an extra piece to make a deal that that trade deadline you know so there's it it, it still maintains a lot of flexibility with yeah. the majority of the talent that's there and then my second question how much below kemba is he on your list is kemba below Kyrie on your list He's right below him. Um, With Kemba, it's just he's going to cost more, and he's four years older, three years older. Um, So that's, you know, you're giving a guy a contract. He's going to be 33, 34 when he's done, you know? Kyrie's going to be 30, 31. Yeah, that's a difference. That's a difference, especially the point guards like them who rely on their their quickness and their speed, and, you know, they're not point guards that necessarily age well. The way they play, um, Kyrie yeah, probably a little better than Kemba. Could, I could see the case from Kemba though, because Kemba is almost always healthy, and Kyrie does have issues with his just lower body in general. That's so. true. I mean, like like I said, I'm, uh, it'll be the same thing in terms of that if we went and got Kemba and and then you know Durant or Kemba and Kawhi, Jimmy, Clay because of age. Clay, yeah. Clay because of age. Um, I love Jimmy, but he's gonna be he's gonna turn thirty during the next NBA he's not season. Playing, he's thirty-five. Yeah, so we're gonna get you know a three, four-year rental. Like any of those other guys, you feel like they're now settled in New York for the rest of their careers. You know, like any yeah. of those other players, including Kawhi and Durant. Like even if Durant's only got five or six more years left. You, He's going to be there for for good, you know. This would be if he's coming to New York, it would be a LeBron-like move. It'll be, you know, because all of his business is here. His his manager and business partner Rich Kleiman is here, who the Knicks are now reportedly going to offer a front office job to this summer. Really? Um, yes. Yeah, so that's another thing. Durant's best friend in the NBA, Royal Ivy, assistant coach for the Knicks. He purchased a house in in Westchester and a penthouse in New York City, like. There's just like so many little things. There are people that are there's NBA GMs that are saying that he's already given them a full commitment. 
Um, there are people that th- there are reporters that think that now after the way the Kristaps deal went down, um, to make a move like that, risk your entire mortgage your entire future on a chance, for, especially for a franchise that's been so unlucky in these chances and so unsuccessful. You they feel like you know there there's people that think that Kleiman was like yep clear those two spots. Kevin wants to pick his teammate. We'll see you guys in June. Like yeah. I mean, yeah. as crazy as it sounds, like that's legitimate people. And the thing think about that. that, the last thing to wrap this conversation up is if if the Warriors win this, the only way I think Le- um, Durant can surpass LeBron all time is if he goes to New York and wins a championship. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's also something that uh, is affecting his decision. He sees LeBron building some shit down low. Or below them, you know, like he's looking down on the map and he's seeing what's brewing in LA and it's not good for him in the next three or four years, especially if they're going to start losing people like possibly Clay or possibly Draymond in Golden State. Um, you know, Golden State's in a situation where they can't afford to sign anyone even if they lose a star. So, yeah. so if he reverts back east, the weaker east, a very weak, uh, a much weaker east, and even the top teams aren't proving to be as good as we thought they were. Um, and you know, Philly. yeah, Philly and Boston specifically. Um, Indiana's yeah. now going to tank because they don't. Indiana's have... up about thirty on the Lakers. They are crazy tough. Yeah, with um, LeBron. So yeah, I mean, I just think it's a strategic move by Durant too. You want to call it scared or smart, but he's he's getting out of the way of LeBron. He's he's can you know making sure he's only got to play him at most seven times a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not yeah. dumb, you know. It's you know, it's, who knows how long, well, how these guys are going to age. You know, you already see LeBron at thirty-four; he he's out the longest stretch of his entire career for a groin injury. Um, and, and you know, Kobe tore his Achilles at thirty-four, and he was never the same again. Yeah, I'm that's not. Right. I'm in no way comparing them, but for a guy who's been literally a perfect physical human for his entire NBA career, to pull a groin muscle and be out for a month, like. There's, I don't know. I mean, maybe LeBron's getting injured for the first time in his career, and it's something he's got to think about. It definitely is a lot to think about. It gives us a lot to think about. But we will get more into NBA next week. Let's wrap it up with a couple segments, guys. We're going to do our knee-jerk reaction segment. You all remember this one. I'm going to give you a name. You're going to give me the first thing that comes to mind. We got uh, seven of them for you. Coach thrown in there, a, a bunch of players. But we're going to start it off with a guy who had a lot of uh, weird interviews last week, Kyler Murray. Uh, baseball player. Um, electric. Uh, Jared Goff. Bounce back. Depressed. D'Angelo Russell. Ice Here. veins. What'd you say, Dave? Ice in his veins? Yeah, ice veins. I said pure. Um, Rodney Hood. Don't care. Depreciated. Depreciated. He was, you know, just making a splash last week, so not by his choice, of course. Oh, wait, yeah, uh, he went to Portland, right? Yeah. yeah. Poor, poor bastards that could trade to Cleveland. I feel bad. Yeah. He yeah, went, he's been home. in Utah, Cleveland, and Portland. Jesus Christ. That sucks. Portland ain't so bad, but I mean, you know. No, it's yeah. not 
New York or L.A. Yeah. or Miami. Um, Brian Flores. Underappreciated. Um, yeah, underappreciated. Uh, MVP. I would say Miami's new head coach. Uh, <laughs> Julian Edelman. Cheater. I knew it was coming, Sully. Overrated. Overrated. And last but not least, Anthony Davis. Future Laker. Um, no show. No not playing show. any more games. All right, all right, all right. That was good. That was good. We and here's the see. thing. Here's the one thing I want to add quickly. And that which I realized is that if this were the baseball, Robinson Cano wasn't going to get to play in the in the playoffs. Why can NFL players that are suspended for PDs play in the postseason? I I don't understand that. It's kind of it kind of a, I feel like we're going to go to a way where players get suspended and they don't even care because it's four or five weeks off. I mean, it, it, it's not even a detriment other than their their pockets, I guess. New England Cheatriots. I mean, I, Mark Ingram shouldn't have got to play either. Mark Ingram shouldn't shouldn't have been playing either. I just I think it's a bad principle. I think it's a very like baseball. You get suspended, like Cano. You can't play in the postseason, although you didn't make it. It just it, it logically is more sound. I think. Yeah. What do you yeah. think, Tom? I think so. I mean, I yeah. Excluding it, excluding your emotions, doesn't it make more sense? Yeah, no, it does. I think baseball does it right. I think if you got popped for PEDs, you shouldn't be able to play in the postseason for that season. I don't. I mean, it's tough with uh, like when a guy gets like a quarter of the season, or like Cano got eighty games. Like he did, they did serve the time, but at the same time, like you said, Cano still wouldn't have been able to play. So it's like, what's the the right thing to do? Is it to let them? Like, should baseball change the rule? Or should football change the rule? You know, is the argument you can have. I mean, I think I think if baseball, I think baseball is doing a better job at preventing future people from using by their policy. I, think I the bet NFL, you, uh, bet you, Julian Edelman's going to take a visit at that fucking TB12 place next year. Yeah, Yo, you see Edelman. Yeah. Edelman looks huge. Edelman looks massive. No, I've heard steroids do that to you. And the beard, the testosterone is through the roof with that beard. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, that beard. It's crazy. You look at him from like four years ago, and now it's like, wow. Yeah. Not even trying to hate on the Pats. They deserved it, but it's just, it's wild. That That is pretty wild. But, uh, you know, <laughs> enough of that. We'll stop shitting <laughs> on my man, Jules. Uh, going on to our last segment of the day watch, record, cancel. You guys know this one. It's fuck, marry, kill. But watch, record, cancel, because that's all we do. So, we're going to do. Uh, they're two pretty similar ones, but they're also different. Um, some are ones that we talked about last week, but they're up against different things. Um, so I got the NBA All-Star Game, the MLB All-Star Game, and the Pro Bowl. Which one you watching? Which one you're recording? What's getting canceled? Pro Bowl's getting canceled. MLB All-Star Game you watch. You record the NBA All-Star. I think Jones will agree with that. I'm going to switch it up and say... I'm going to record the MLB All-Star Game and watch the what? NBA All-Star Game. The MLB All-Star Game is the best. And we're, and we're saying, it's, fuck the Pro Bowl. Yeah, yeah what? well, I mean, that's that's easy. But, uh, no, I mean, I just always have a hope for the, the NBA All-Star Game is eventually someone's just going to turn around and be like, yo, 
it's fucking play. Like this is this is so stupid. And I just have this hope that I it's some year someone's gonna do it or someone's gonna come out and say it. But I they the they could fix the All Star game in two seconds. Every single player on the winning team gets five million dollars. Everyone else gets free popcorn. <laughs> That's it. Watch how fucking hard people start playing. It would work. That's true. Even make it a million. Right now, it's like fifty thousand or something. If you win, it's like a hundred yeah. if you win and like fifty if you lose. Or hey, something. What is that going to do for Clay Thompson? Exactly. Like he doesn't even notice that change in his bank account. And he's like one of the lower earning guys, and like, yeah. yeah. I mean, five million bucks. Like, you go. They probably make fucking six hundred million dollars in that weekend. That's like a fourth of some people's salaries. Maybe yeah. even more, a third of like Nikola Vucevic or something. Yeah. So I don't know. Make it, I mean, maybe five million is excessive, but like a million, two million. Like, what? Do you, of course, you can. I think afford two, that. two and a half million would be fine. They got it. It would just. The game would be like 117, 114, fouling at the end, fucking got to knock down free throws. <laughs> that shit would be lit, man. Would be awesome. But we got one last one. Spring training baseball, preseason football, and regular season hockey. Regular season hockey, I'm watching. Preseason football, I'm actually preseason football – I'm going to cancel and preseason baseball. I'll actually, I think I'll can't. I'll record. Huh? Wait, wait, the other way repeat first. these. Repeat these. Spring training baseball, preseason football, and regular season hockey. <laughs> Ooh. Um. Damn. Uh, that's a that's a good one. Uh, that is a good one. On Fort. Oh, wow. You got me. Got me in my feelings on this one. I'll give you mine real quick. I will watch um, spring training baseball because any type of baseball is good baseball. I'm canceling the shit out of preseason football, and I'm recording regular season hockey. Really? <coughs> yeah. I'm not I, even I, a hockey guy. I don't even watch regular season hockey, and I said I'll watch that. I don't know why. I think I, love baseball. I, I think I'm actually going to cancel uh, baseball. I'm going to watch or record preseason football and watch um, regular season hockey. Hockey. Uh, hockey's just – hockey's such an underrated sport to watch and especially be in attendance for. Um, I always uh, really appreciate people who are super knowledgeable about hockey and um, watch all 82 games, you know. But uh, baseball, like, I, I, as much as you're, I'm always excited, especially being a Yankees fan, and, you know, I'm sure Tom is the same with the Red Sox, but, like, when you, there's always a new addition to scout that, you know, be excited for. There's always uh, some good young guys you want to see. Um, the whole atmosphere of just spring, spring is training. in the air. Yeah, spring is in the air. We're getting, we're it's, getting it's, summer's you know, coming. Up in your step. Yeah, Even exactly. Being a Met fan. So, so I, uh, you know, that, but in the end of the day, like, you're getting A and B squads. You got fucking Aaron Judge playing against fucking University of Florida. Like, you know, I can, I can the wait. There's 162. Like, what games are we talking about? Because game one, and game four are awful. Game two and game three are watchable. That's true. But there's it, 162 baseball games coming. I don't need. An, uh, I don't necessarily need the 25 before that of half the team. Um, yeah. yeah, I see that. So that's that why one. that's that was a very good one. I'm sure that would be. Yeah. 
like 33-33 across the board. Everyone picks something different. Yeah, and, yeah. and I'm recording preseason football because fo- any football is better than no football. That is a good point, Dave. But I just I, – I, I usually don't even watch preseason football. I just can't stomach it. Especially like Sully said, games one and four. Two and three, you might catch me watching. But even at that, eh. But, you know, that's it. That's fucking it. That's it. That's the episode. I don't care. Tom don't. and Tom, are you a conductor over there? What is that? Yeah, yeah I got my, my little cat's little, little little ball on a thing, guys, listeners. Tom got a cat. I, I I've had uh she's looking at me right now from across the room. Pick her up for the, pick her up for the fans. Millie, come here. Get over Back here. Back home. Come here. I'm gonna go snag her. She's probably gonna run for me though. Let's see. Let's see. I'm coming for the cat. Yeah. He's going. He's at the fifty. The forty. Uh, there's, there's no way. She just darted away. She knew what uh, was going to happen. The cat is making a run for it. She's on to me. But it's a safety. She's at the 5, the 10, the 15. I just call it 100-yard run back. But, yeah, that's the fucking episode. Next week, we're going to talk about the NBA All-Star game. We're going to talk about what moves went down at the deadline. Trade deadline. Yeah, the, the NBA trade Ooh, deadline. Let's end it with biggest trade. Ooh, I, I like where your head's at, Sully. I don't even know what I'm going to say, but... I'll give you one. I'll give you one. I think that the Suns... Um, no, not the Suns. Sorry. I don't have one. I do have one. I do have one. I think the Celtics make some kind of move. I don't know for who for who. I don't know with who. But I just have this feeling that Danny Ainge is going to make some move... At 2.50 on the 7th. Right, it's 3 o'clock is the... Yeah. Yeah, like 2.50, you're going to see a breaking. We're going to get a Woj bomb that Danny Ainge made some kind of move that a lot of people are going to like and a lot of people are going to hate. But there's going to be something. I don't know who. I'm not not going to... I got got one. I don't know what the team buys have. Nikola Vucevic having his all-star year will go to a contender. Or go from a playoff team and help make them a contender. Like the Clippers. I like that. Like the Clippers. Yeah. Um, I'll go with a uh, rumor today I heard that I that I kind of like. Uh, Marc Gasol to the Charlotte Hornets. In Ooh. A, in an attempt to keep Kemba in town next year. Nice. Um, they've got to make something happen. They've been a fucking 46-win team for like 28 years now, I feel like. Yeah. Um, so I just think, you know, also another guy, oh, sorry to cut you off, but Conley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually saw a Conley and Gasol swap for Kyle Lowry and Valanchunas rumor. I saw, yeah, I, I saw, yeah, I saw Lowry, but you, yeah, but they denied it, right? Yeah. So I don't know, maybe, maybe there, but I, I do like Gasol to, to, um, they got to get rid of one of them. Yeah, I mean they gotta get rid of both of them, but but they'll yeah, get rid of one of them. Yeah, likely. yeah, um, yeah. I, I think this is also going to be a little more lively of a deadline than people are um, thinking it will be. Like, I don't think Anthony Davis is going to go, but like, I think there's so much attention on that, and like, still talking about the Kristaps trade and like what that means for both those franchises, and already so much talk like leading up to free agency, like looking forward to free agency. I just think. It's one of those years where, like, those, like, side teams you're not thinking about are just going to be making crazy moves. Hmm. I I could definitely see that. 
Like I, there'll be I, a lot of mid-tier moves, a lot of like role players going. Yeah, I think I think there'll be a lot of role players as well. I think you'll see some teams add some shooting. Sixers, I think, will look to add a shooter for sure. Yeah, but that's the fucking episode, guys. Follow us on the social media. You know, we got Bleacher Fan Sports on all three, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Go check that out. Check out the website, BleacherFan.com. Go use our code uh, in the link to the episode to sign up for my bookie. Do that. Take advantage of the next couple weeks. You know, practice up on your college basketball because the big dance is coming in about a month. We're going to go crazy with that like we always do. That's something to look forward to. I'm not taking a break on gambling just because football is over, so you shouldn't either. Sign up for that. Follow us. Check out the website. We'll see you right back here next week. Bang, bang. I'm going to cancel and preseason baseball, I'll actually... I think I'll can't. I'll record. Huh. What do you think, Dave? The repeat first. these? Repeat these? Spring training baseball, preseason football, and regular season hockey. Ooh. Um... Damn, uh, that's a that's a good one. Uh, that is a good one. On Fort, oh wow, you got me, got me in my feelings on this one. I'll give you mine real quick. I will watch um, spring training baseball because any type of baseball is good baseball. I'm canceling the shit out of preseason football, and I'm recording regular season hockey. Really? <coughs> yeah, I'm I, not even I, a hockey guy. I don't even watch regular season hockey, and I said I'll watch that. I don't know why. I think I love baseball. I, I think. I'm actually gonna cancel uh, baseball. I'm gonna watch or record preseason football and watch um, regular season hockey. Hockey. Uh, hockey's just hockey's such an underrated sport to watch and especially be in attendance for. Um, I always uh, really appreciate people who are super knowledgeable about hockey and um, watch all 82 games. You know. But uh, baseball, like I, I, as much as you're, I'm always excited, especially being a Yankees fan, and you know, I'm sure Tom is the same with the Red Sox. But like, when you, there's always a new addition to scout that you know, be excited for. There's always uh, some good young guys you want to see. Um, the whole atmosphere of just spring, spring is training. in the air. Yeah, spring is in the air. We're getting, we're it's, getting it's summer's coming. Up in your stuff. Yeah, you exactly. Fan. So, so I, uh, you know that. But in the end of the day, like. You're getting A and B squads. You got fucking Aaron Judge playing against fucking University of Florida. Like, you know, I can, I can the wait. There's 162. Like, what games are we talking about? Because game one, and game four are awful. Game two and game three are watchable. That's true. But it, it, there's 162 baseball games coming. I don't need. An, uh, I don't necessarily need the 25 before that of half the team. Um, yeah. yeah, I see that. So that's that why. One. That's that was a very good one. I'm sure that would be. Like thirty three, thirty three across the board. Everyone pick something different. Yeah, and, yeah. and I'm recording preseason football because fo- any football is better than no football. That is a good point, Dave. But I just I, I I usually don't even watch preseason football. I just can't stomach it, especially like so. I said games one and four, two and three. You might catch me watching, but even at that, eh. But you know, that's it. That's fucking it. That's it. That's the episode. I don't care. Tom don't. and Tom, are you a conductor over there? What is that? Yeah, I got my, my little cat's little, little little ball on a thing, guys. Listeners, Tom got a cat. All right. 
I, I've had uh, she's looking at me right now from across the room. Pick her up like, for the, pick her up for the fans. Millie, come here. Get over Back here. home. Come here. I'm gonna go snag her. She's probably gonna run for me though. Let's see. Let's see. I'm coming for the cat. Yeah, He's going. Cat. He's at the fifty. The forty. Uh, there's, there's no way. She just darted away. She knew what uh, was going to happen. The cat is making a run for it. She's on to me, but... It's a safety. She's at the 5, the 10, the 15. I just call it 100-yard run back. But, yeah, that's the fucking episode. Next week, we're going to talk about the NBA All-Star game. We're going to talk about what moves went down at the deadline. Trade deadline. Yeah, the NBA trade Ooh, deadline. Let's end it with biggest trade. Ooh, I, I like where your head's at, Sully. I don't even know what I'm going to say, but... I'll give you one. I'll give you one. I think that the Suns... Um, no, not the Suns. Sorry. I don't have one. I do have one. I do have one. I think the Celtics make some kind of move. I don't know for who for who. I don't know with who. But I just have this feeling that Danny Ainge is going to make some move... At 2.50 on the 7th. Right, it's 3 o'clock is the... Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. 2.50, you're going to see a breaking. We're going to get a Woj bomb that Danny Ainge made some kind of move that a lot of people are going to like and a lot of people are going to hate. But there's going to be something. I don't know who. I'm not going to... I'm not gonna I, make got, I got one. I don't know what the team buys have. Nikola Vucevic having his all-star year will go to a contender. Or go from a playoff team and help make them a contender. Like the Clippers. I like that. Like the Clippers. Um, I'll go with a rumor today I heard that I kind of like. uh, Mark Gasol to the Charlotte Hornets. Ooh. In an attempt to keep Kemba in town next year. Nice. Um, They've got to make something happen. They've been a fucking 46-win team for like 28 years now, I feel like. Yeah. Um. So, I just think well, you know. Also, he, another guy. Con- oh, sorry, to cut you off. But Conley. Yeah. He going to. Yeah. Um. I actually saw a Conley and Gasol swap for Kyle Lowry and Valanciunas rumor. I saw. Yeah. I. I saw. Yeah. I saw. Lowry, but you. Yeah. But they denied it, right? Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe. Maybe there. But I. I do like Gasol to. To. Um. They got to get rid of one of them. Yeah, I mean they gotta get rid of both of them, but but they'll get rid of one of them. Yeah, likely. yeah, um, yeah. I I think this is also gonna be a little more lively of a deadline than people are, um, thinking it will be. Like I don't think Anthony Davis is gonna go, but like I think there's so much attention on that, and like still talking about the Kristaps trade and like what that means for both those franchises, and already so much talk like leading up to free agency, like looking forward to free agency. I just think. It's one of those years where, like, those, like, side teams you're not thinking about are just going to be making crazy moves. Hmm. I I could definitely see that. Like, I there'll definitely... be a lot of mid-tier moves. A lot of, like, role players going. Yeah, I think I think there'll be a lot of role players as well. I think you'll see some teams add some shooting. Sixers, I think, will look to add a shooter. For sure. Yeah. But that's the fucking episode, guys. Follow us on the social media. You know, we got Bleacher Fan Sports on all three, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Go check that out. Check out the website, BleacherFan.com. Go use our code uh, in the link to the episode to sign up for my bookie. Do that. 
take advantage of the next couple weeks, you know, practice up on your college basketball because the big dance is coming in about a month. We're going to go crazy with that like we always do. That's something to look forward to. I'm not taking a break on gambling just because football's over, so you shouldn't either. Sign up for that. Follow us. Check out the website. We'll see you right back here next week.